Welcome to the No Labels Podcast, where my goal is to push you out of your comfort zone to achieve greatness, to pursue that thing that's in you, your God-given dream, gift, whatever it may be. It's no labels because I'm in a place, not was in a place, but in a place of trying to figure out my own destiny, my own purpose. So I, here I am as I interview others to pull from their journey, to pull from their purpose, to pull from their grind. I want you to get it live and direct. I haven't made it, folks. I'm trying to figure it out. So why not take you on my journey? And we do this thing together. No labels where we talk music, hip hop, politicians, everything. We're touching everything. And I want to give you my perspective as a believer. Anyone can come to the table. Let's talk about it. No labels. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, man? Look, this is No Labels Podcast, and I am your host, Willie G. And this is my co-host Miss Audrey and new to the squad my other co-host I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him introduce himself okay hey everybody uh David Lewis here just uh somebody that wants us to, to talk and speak to whatever we got going on I, I'm, I'm ready to have these tough conversations so let's do it he starts off with real just like this and then it's just like a one-two punch just hang in there with us while we add it to this dynamic it's about to get real and uh we're honored to have our guest, yes. author of author of the book, No More Explaining, Miss Keisha Laps. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. <laughs> and I don't want to murder. I don't want to murder that. Oh Miss Keisha Lapsy and her husband Doug Lapsy. Did I say your Lapsy. last name right? You got it right. Lapsy. You got it right. Yeah. You got it right. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And so, yeah. I mean, the cover pretty much. The title. We're just gonna jump right into it, cause no more explaining. Like literally, it is what it is. So, just to just to jump us off, Miss Keisha, like, mm-hmm. where did where did this book come from? Like, inspiration. Like, why no more explaining? Like, what's the heart of this? Well, number one is when things start happening especially in our the african-american culture with police brutality killing our black men killing our black women you know all of that and no justice but what really took me over the edge this time was because the people who i thought that are caucasian the people who i thought um were friends i started to see like a social media post i started to see the type of things that they were saying, the type of things that they were allowing from other people in their comment section and not checking it. They weren't checking it. They were actually approving it, you know, in response. And so I was like, oh, snap. This how you feel. This how you see me. And there was one young lady who I was like, she pretty much said, she compared us to having the mindset of Islamic terrorists. Uh, and uh, I, that's uh, gonna need some explaining. Uh, right. uh, <laughs> uh, 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 as an African black woman. I need yes. all the, I need you to show your work on that. Yes. So she was uh, so like, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna just yes. let you break that down. So I was like, you know, and I'm not that one. Like if you post something on your on your page, I'm not gonna go and battle for you tit for tat. Like I don't sit there and debate and do that but I watch. I don't have to engage with you to know what you mean, what you say, and what you think. 
I don't have to engage with you. Your words told me what that was. And so when I saw that, because she was having another conversation with another lady who was like, um, you know, she had, she was called racist because of whatever. And she was like, yeah, you just can't win with these people. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. These people. And that was somebody you knew. Yeah, yeah. Somebody knew, worked with, and I was like, hmm, okay, not a problem. Got it. And I said, I was like, I was so angry because there was even um, some other people that I'm close, that I was really close to, to see what they were saying and what they were posting. I was like, wow, that's how you see me. So I was angry and I was hurt at the same time because I was like, man, you wouldn't defend me. You, just by what you're saying right now, you wouldn't defend me though you know me. This is what you think about me. We, our children have been in the same company. We have hung out together. We have went, like you, you know me, but this is how you see me. Oh, okay, got it. So I was like, I'm a, I'm a Christian too. So, you know, we can't just go and do <clears throat> like everybody else. Never done for you. I feel like we need to check in. Black, black Christians, how y'all feeling? Because <laughs> No, I'm <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 real. it's such a layered experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is because you you also find on the other hand those who are though you know the African Americans who are not Christians and they're like, well, how can you follow white Jesus and this is that and the fourth and it's like you know what y'all don't even understand y'all can use whatever you want to use to try to not make um, Christianity you know it's to try to make it something that it's not. Um, regardless of how you feel about it, I know here, you know, like I know here. But even going back, real. so what you're saying about like you wouldn't defend me, it's just like, so white people, like in my circle, am I the ones who aren't speaking up? I have I have some really great white friends who are mm -hmm. speaking up, just like loud, almost like slow your roll through. <laughs> but then you got some, it's just like going on about life, and it's just like, do you, do you look at me as the one black exception? to the race because exactly. like, every exactly. black person you know the exception and exactly. you still view the race so how does your mind even reconcile that because all the ones you know are cool but that means you don't know any others mm -hmm. so you're passing judgment or you're stereotyping everybody that you don't know but you don't you wouldn't go for black people because of the ones that you do know like mm -hmm. I don't get I don't get that I don't get it and I don't think you can separate it you're right it is not you, you can't separate it period point blank if there is no separation in that you can't it's to me that's stereotypical you know for you to say oh well all all black people are this way except for the one that i know mm. right 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 i actually mm -hmm. i actually got ran to a similar situation i was to like because i never do the facebook argue thing mm -hmm. never do that except, except this one thing was this dude that i used to work with Right. Same situation, because that's when they hit you with, oh, I ain't talking about you. And I'm like, but if you see them like that, then that shows me how you view me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't, but, but he made a comment about the rioting. Mm -hmm. And he was calling people who was rioting out their name. And I was like, okay. And it was like 50 people in the comments, mm -hmm. and it was all white people agreeing with each other. And I know this dude, he know me. Like, he know what kind of person I am. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay. So that's when I, I was like, yo, uh, you don't have to like agree with it or none of that, but you don't have to call these people out of their name. 
And I said, then, then that sparked the conversation. Then he quickly replied, and I was like, then he was like, well, people losing jobs. I'm like, you're comparing buildings, which can be replaced. And I'm not agreeing with the looting, but you comparing right. buildings that can't be replaced with lives. And that's what you that's what you're doing, right? You putting these these, right. these these buildings above the lives of these people, which they always do. They put animals above our oh. lives, walls yes. above our lives. It's if like, George bro. Floyd had been a dog, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have to petition for laws to be changed. We wouldn't have had to ask for those officers' jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. That, like, I hate saying that sentence out loud, but if that had been a dog, he was Breonna Taylor. Have you walk in somebody's house and shot up their dog accidentally? Mm-hmm. These white people lose their minds. Mm-hmm. Just like what they did with Michael Vick. After oh. that whole thing, now you have the the organization that was built. I don't know it by name, but there's an organizational organization built for animals. SPCA. And, yeah, yes. The SPCA. And, the, and Michael Vick is the foundation of it. You know but, what I'm then, but even that lady, um, that Cooper lady um, in the park <clears throat> that was calling the police on that mm-hmm. guy earlier this year, the people that noticed how her dog was being treated in that moment, mm-hmm. like got almost as much as tension as the other guy, you know, it's just like, so, y'all see us as a separate species right. at mm-hmm. this point. When I look at, when I was looking at the you wouldn't defend me part of the book when she wrote it, God, and the level of anger that she had, for me, it just wasn't about herself. It was about all of us. Because at the end of the day, this is an integrated society. So you mean to tell me you're cool with a black person or a black family, even to play with their children, but won't defend the narrative in which they try to perpetuate we supposed to be like? Really? I mean, where they do that? And that's and that was how I took you wouldn't defend me. So you good up into a certain point. And then I got to separate from. So if I got, you know, because me serving in the military, served with, it's, it's a melting pot of people. I mean, we, well, really, it's a salad bowl more than a melting pot. I mean, there's it's a little bit of every flavor you got. It really is. Now, with that being said, you see what's going on with No More Explaining. You see the injustice. You see the inhumanity. We're not even being looked at as human beings. That is the problem. That's the difference between civil rights and human rights. We're going for civil rights, but they're not even addressing us as humans. So how can you give civil rights to something that you don't even deem human? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you, but you wouldn't defend me? So that's, that's how I took that particular chapter in the book. Because now, you know, like we were saying before, now your belief system is actually being pressure tested. Okay, you good with black people? All right, not a problem. So you mean to tell me you good with me, but what's going on with my people is not wrong? So why don't you tell your counterparts what it is? Since you don't, since they don't want to listen to us, now you can't challenge or press a test your own peers' ideology or what they think about our community. That's a, you, you get what I'm saying? That's a, uh, you said, uh, <clears throat> just to hit a little... That's actually come from a chapter. Uh, what's the name of that chapter? You wouldn't defend me. You wouldn't defend me. Uh, everything you're talking about in there, like I said, it's a dope book. But but you saying that is like a human. That's what it is. Like that's what. And, and it's like 
they won't defend you is because of this fact and they love their comfort above your life. And it's like, what's name proved that? I don't know, uh, the old lady, the old white lady. That oh, would, Jane Elliott. Jane, 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 Jane Elliott. But it's also, it's just like, we know, like, it's all about what you have to lose. For us, it's everything. We could lose our whole life. It's been proven. They could lose their job and their comfort. And so it's just like, like so, it's one of those. If you could, if they could lose their life on one side, maybe they would have more urge, urgency behind the defense or the fight if they do feel. But it's just like, I so I want to support you, but I also want to keep my job. It's just like, I can't, I can't afford. Like, we can't afford to. I could lose my life. The worst you could lose is your job. The worst you could lose is a couple of friends who really are they your friends, really. You know, but we can lose our lives, so it's not even a hard decision. Do we stand with this? You know, like right. yeah, I hate the, I hate looting too, but it's just like. It's, it's still it's still a, a symptom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a symptom. I was a symptom. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. like, I, I told him I was like, I don't agree, but I understand. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I, yes. It was like, man, listen, boy, with this book we can go all day. But I'm like, I'm gonna go ahead and jump. Like, mm-hmm. so what do you hope to achieve from right? Like, what show? You know what I'm saying? Was just writing it. That was the end game. If so, I mean, that's a powerful point. I was just mm-hmm. saying, what do you hope to achieve with this book? Like, well, what I hope to achieve one because when um when i was so angry about everything going on i said okay god i was like i need to do something with this i don't know i got to do something with all these emotions because i'm like i'm so angry i can't sleep i'm so hurt that i can't stop crying i'm like what i need to do something he told me he said do what you do best right so that's why it's not just a whole um written book in one format it has poetry in there. Answer. It has yeah. information in it's there. Beautiful. It has a letter yeah. in there. It's beautiful. So it because I couldn't just pour it out in one way. It it came out in just so many different ways. So my end game was to be like, I got to do something about this. And God gave me the title, No More Explaining. Because we have explained for so many years, decades, we have explained why our lives matter. And you know, we're not gonna talk about an organization or anything like that. The premise is black lives matter. Right. At the end of the day. Like not the, the organization, day, take that sentence for what it means. Right, exactly. exactly. A life. A life. Okay. And, and that's what it is. It was so angry. Oh, not very. So y'all already know. And what actually to, to 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 refer to yeah, Charlemagne the God. You see what I'm saying? Well he right. mentioned something. It's just like, you know, I don't always agree with what he says, but I I have huge respect for Charlemagne the God. But, like, but uh, he mentioned good. something he, and I was just like, that's interesting. And then I had a moment at work. I was like, where is that? He brought he brought up how he was like, we need uh a slavery or civil rights era simulator. Throw throw these people in there for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, we need a simulator because you don't get it. And I had a moment at work because I work in a predominantly white environment. And what I hate is just because it's, it's just a perfect storm. It's a layered experience, this whole 2020 thing. So it's mm-hmm. the pandemic plus the mass, plus the protests, plus the killings, all these different things, plus the election. It's a lot. And then so people will take whatever their thing is and then they will, they'll push their agenda behind it. So at work, mm-hmm. I work in retail. And so masks are a requirement in all of Tanger. And even if it wasn't in my company, this guy comes in, him and his wife, first of all, I'll sell nothing for men. Maybe gifts, maybe a, a wine or a cigar glass every once in a while for Father's Day and Christmas. But we still, we're, we're a women's store. So right. 
Um, it's interesting because a lot of, again, a lot of pushback, and most of the pushback I get from the mass has been, lately in the past literally two weeks has been from white men. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, you don't even have to be in here. You know, um, but this guy came in with his wife, and they didn't have masks on. This was literally last Saturday. And I was like, hey, do you guys have face coverings you can wear while you're shopping in the boutique? And the wife just, just paid me no attention, just kept shopping around. And he's like, no. I said, well, there are requirements to shop with us. He was like, who says? I said, well, um, Tanger has said it. There's a, there's a note on every door. It's easy to miss. I said, in our corporate office, he's like, oh, your corporate office. He was like, hmm, I remember they tried something like that. Um, so you are trying to do something like that to so your people back in the 70s. Did he say that? Mm-hmm. First of all, you look like you might be 10 years older than me, but black don't crack, so yeah, who knows? Um, <laughs> but I was just like, and then like to the point, loud enough where like half the boutique turned and looked. He, he would have been pop, like, before I even realized I popped him, like, it was, it was, was over. Like, That's disrespectful. It is so far, be- and what was interesting, because at the, like, my staff is six, five people. I'm the manager. I'm black. Most, one of my girls is mixed. She wasn't there at the time. The rest of my girls are white, or one is Hispanic, but looks like. And so I'm like, I, I called my boss, who's white, and she's extremely supportive. She'd be right out there, you know, protesting with us. But <laughs> I was like, I rarely, I said, fortunately, I rarely have moments like this. But this was a moment that was a, just because you're black. Mm-hmm. Because that sentence wouldn't have made sense to say to my assistant, because she ain't black. Mm-hmm. So right, that whole right. your people in the 70s would not have, he would have had to come some other, some other reason why he didn't want to wear a mask. Your people in the 70s. Yeah, that's, it's just like, I'm, I'm going to be real. It's like, honestly. <laughs> I really people. And so then, the and then well, Trevor talk. Noah said it, because like, I do like a ton, like I can go like hours, a whole day, and not see another black person. Like, especially on the weekdays, and it's all these white women, you know, and it's, and for, because they're white, they have to say explicitly what side of this thing they're on, because I can't look at them and tell. Like, mm-hmm. I can look like, okay, you, you got skin like me, so at least you, mm-hmm. you might be off, but at least you get it on some level. But white people, and then like Trevor Noah said it, He's like, y'all act like the KKK didn't have wives. Because mm-hmm. when I told my sister it was Nick, she came in, she was like, oh, I would have lost my job. I said, not fooling me, say what you want, and I'll defend you. You know, but Man. but he was, but she was like, oh my God, like what did his wife say? I would have been so embarrassed. I was like, not if you agree with him. Mm-hmm. I was like, we don't know. Her agenda is to shop. He don't, he ain't shopping for nothing in here. He just in here because she ain't here. If if he had not been, she may have pushed back. She may have just put a mask on. She may have just left without a comment because we have something she wants. She wants to buy our clothes and our jewelry mm-hmm. and things like that. But he just in here to be in here. Mm-hmm. So he spoke up. So you don't know. Like she's married to him. So I don't know if it's a like a, a, a get out situation. You need some help. You know what I'm saying? Follow up on the way out. Or is it just like a passive oh. approval? Mm-hmm. No, it's it's. A, you know it's, what I'm saying? Just like so you can assume that she is embarrassed for him. She could be in total agreement with him, mm-hmm. but I cannot look at you and tell. So I'm so triggered at work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so triggered. I like every white person to come in just like. You ready to fight everybody. Not ready to fight, but you, you just, just don't, don't know. know. Right. I'm gonna be real like, bro, like, listen, I really like it's a, they living in a world that don't exist. Like what they believe about like, listen, you know how I knew when it was bad? I'm in the Amazon blue van. <laughs> Listen, this, this, this is the craziest thing ever. I'm in the Amazon blue van with the big Amazon on it, mm-hmm. riding one of them super rich neighborhoods uh, in South Carolina. And they seen that I was getting out of living the pack. They seen that I got dreads and all that. And uh, somebody, she pulled up and uh, she was like, are oh, you lost? I was like, no, I'm delivering packages. I was like, all right. So she kept going. I was like, I already know what she's doing. She called, she, she ended up calling the police. When I'm in the Amazon van, I'm like, fam, what am I going to do? With the Amazon, like I'm, I got the blue van. 
she called the police with me in the Amazon, man. So I'm like, she really black. And it's like this, this, this dream. And y'all be the main ones ordering this stuff. It's, Stop it. And it's like, you wash your back, you mad. I'm sorry. But on a lighter note, I can't miss this bar real quick because you had a bar in there. And I was like, as soon as I said it, I was like, yeah, I got to pull this out. I'm like, bro, on a lighter note, she was like, I'm, I got, I got more anger than Tyler Perry got in his bank account. I, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, she said, yeah. I was like, that hit me too. Hey, after, after that, I was like, after that, I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. I see what Let's get this thing a unit of measurement. It's like you made it no, like you had no, you unapologetic about your, about your feelings. But since we is here about the book, let's just talk a little bit more. Uh, talk about that flag, that flag thing about this country, because it's like right now, I believe that America is basically being exposed mm -hmm. for what it always has been. But it's like exposed, exposed. Like no more hiding, no more fakes. Like we see you, I, you know what I'm saying? You gonna be who you are. Like right. we see who you are now. Right. Mm -hmm. So like talk about the, uh, talk about, chapter about the flag and, and, and the country. Well, one of, one of the biggest things is people are talking about, you know, they had a problem with how uh, Colin Kaepernick protested. He protested in silence. He didn't go out and beat nobody up. He didn't go out, you know, he wasn't looted or anything like that. He took a knee because he couldn't. I understand when you're singing a song about a flag that don't represent us because when we look at the meaning of the flag and we go through the song, um, America, you're not living up to your flag. You're not living up to what it says be because you're only living up to it with a certain group of people yeah. with who it was meant for anyway so yeah. how about if you if you want to defend this flag so much you want to talk about your grandfather your great-grandfather and as if our great-grands didn't weren't in the fight with you did that come from the drew Brees uh, uh situation no no that came after after oh, the book after. but so, they, but that oh that's the that's the main thing that people talk about when it comes to the flag. When they say, you know, y'all are disrespecting the flag. How are we disrespecting the flag? How is the flag more important than a life? You, let's just take black off the top of it. How is it more important than a life? How is the flag more important? You talk about it, you sing about it, but when you line it up against black lives, it's falling short. When, it, when you line it up against brown lives, it falls short, period, point blank. It's not, so how, how do we continue to stand? Like we, we've been, believe it or not, even though we've had decades where people fought for civil rights, equality, different things like that, that we fought for, but, but we, we, we haven't been as what we are now because now this thing is worldwide. It, I mean like, you have people protesting in in, whole, in different countries, mm -hmm. so this so this thing is different. You know, yeah. it's, it's not the same. And now people have grown tired. Yeah, they are grown, Don't talk to me about a flag when the words of your song for that flag don't line up for my life and for my people's lives. When I was in, you know, they said I don't know, but I don't know what they're doing in school anymore. I'm so far removed. <laughs> but I remember they used to make us say the Pledge of Allegiance growing up in school, mm -hmm. and I remember it. <laughs> one of my best friends, all through high school, you know, some people, it, 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 it's people that like 
personalities and opinions started to come out. So maybe people didn't right. say it or whatever. Mm. But he would always say it all the way through. He was like, oh, well, liberty and justice for white people. And he would say that every single time. Mm. And at that point in high school, I hadn't had a whole lot of racist experience. But this is a dark-skinned male friend of mine. And I didn't know what all he experienced. But he, but he consistently from middle school through high school, he would say the pledge and he would always end it with liberty and justice for white people. And I mm. was like, that's how you feel? I get it now in a way that he got it much earlier. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just, I guess I'll, even, with, even this year I called my mom, I was just like, I'm sure that you never thought that this would come back around like this, mm-hmm. but you really shielded us from a lot of things. She was like, yeah. Mm, that's a good word, shield. I was like, because you just, you just, I think, I think for when you were growing up, because my parents, not my grandparents, my parents went to segregated schools. Mm-hmm. Not my grand, my parents. You know, my mother's high school senior year was an atrocity because that was the first year they forced integration. Like I'm actually trying to partner with some of the uh, class members to kind of help them write a memoir. That some people are like, no, I don't want to talk about it at all. Some people mm-hmm. are like, yes, let me. I'm like, so I'm trying to mm-hmm. compile stories. But but um, she like I can imagine that you thought that. They were they, they were maybe ripping the bandit off and getting some of the worst of it and maybe it'll never be this bad again. And so it's just like even if there were some truths that I was alive for, it's just like, well, mm-hmm. I don't need to show them their children because we're getting out of it. Right. And now to see how the world's exploded again racially, right. it's just like I, I, this is this year I was like, Mommy, you you shielded us for she was like, Yes. Right. Absolutely. She I didn't realize until this year, she, I would hear different stories, but I didn't realize that my mother, she had a government job, that's what I mean, but she integrated her whole department. She alone. I didn't know that till this year. I heard different stories about her experiences there, but I didn't realize that she was the lone black person and a woman. Her last name is uh, German based, so she kind of skated through. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's not like a, a, a Jacobs or Williams or something that people might attribute to, you know, black people. Um, but I was just like, you could have never imagined that this would come back around like this. She's like, no, I did not. I think. Um, because oh. um, I just want to talk some about if that's okay. Yeah, just, yeah. Just I just wanted to read something. We're talking about the, the flag thing. Because uh, you know, on that particular topic, I think I can I can speak on this one because I've done 23 years in the military, so I've seen it on both sides. For those who might want to troll your podcast and be like, well, which any of them serve? Yeah, I uh, served. And then uh, Charles years, behind the camera. 23 years in the well. United States Army, so yes. retired in 2016. Yeah. So know what I'm talking about. The flag, the, the issue is really not that. The issue is ignorance. The flag is the shield for which some people hide their ignorance, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What black folk want is for you to live up to the ideals of what you say the flag represents. Mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the big thing is the ignorance in it. That's fair. So some people want to hide behind it and use it as a means to exercise their ignorance. You see what I'm saying? Rather than holding it to the ideals of what you said it represented. Right. Because America is nothing more than a republic under constitutional rule. Understand that. Right. You see what I'm saying? But with that being said, and it was even in her book, I'm not going to tell you what chapter it is. You're going to have to buy the book. See, but, she says, but she says, yeah. I'm walking away from you, not because of your opinion. I'm walking away from you because of your one-sided ignorance. Yeah. See, 
I like what James Baldwin said. Now I gotta get some black. If you don't know your black history, you better grab some James Baldwin. Where it teach, man? <laughs> but he said, if you don't know what's behind you, how can you recognize what's in front of you? And then he also goes on to say that the paradox of education is precisely this: that when one becomes conscious, one begins to examine the society in which they're being educated. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. Oh, so now, Lord, if you look at the black woman. Fannie Lou Hamer, yeah. the black woman who fought for our right to vote. Mm -hmm. So for all of these cats who saying that your vote don't matter in the system rigged, so you mean to tell me, since we talking about holding up the black woman, yeah. you mean to tell me the very right that the black woman fought for for black people to vote, you not gonna exercise that right? But you wanna talk about protecting the black woman? Then protect the struggle. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So you can't you can't have it both ways. Protect the struggle that the black woman made. But you want to talk about protecting the black woman, then protect the right to vote. I know it's second place. You get what I'm saying? But Fannie Lou Hamer also said this back in 1968, the black woman. She said, the flag is drenched in our blood. If you look at all the conflicts from 1775 all the way up to the current conflict, African Americans have been involved in all of those conflicts. So we're not here on no moral credit. Right. Our flag, our, our blood is drenched in that very same flag that some of you hide behind to exercise your ignorance? Really? So that's how I look at it as a veteran and as a black man first. And as a veteran. You get what I'm saying? So education is key. It's eliminating ignorance. What you seeing and I'm also a psychology student. What you see in this is what's called malignant aggression, which means you rather would take a life, and it's not even a means of survival, but you want to hide behind your ignorance of the flag as a means to exact malignant aggression on people who don't look like you? Mm -hmm. Come on, cuz. That, that's, that's what the struggle is. That's where the fight is. That's what I was and, when I called yeah. my boss said, David, that made right. that 70s. I was right. like, you know, I said, my, I said, I went, my, I went through so many phases in my mind. Like, first of all, I'm offended, but I also like, whatever, I know me. I, like, he doesn't take away anything I know about myself. Mm -hmm. Secondly, like, it's just like, make sure the environment in my store is still where it needs to be. Right. And then I'm just like, and I said, and then it's just like, of all the people who have come before me, this is nothing compared to what they went through. Right. I said, now, I said, tell you, I said, I landed on pity for this man. It's just like, it must be exhausting to be that willfully ignorant when there's so much truth available. Mm -hmm. The energy it must take to defend this obvious wrong. <laughs> if, how, how are you not tired? Take a nap. Like, how are you not exhausted from being that ignorant, that stupid on purpose? Mm -hmm. It takes so much energy to be that wrong when there's so much evidence to the contrary. It's like, you. how tired are you from digging up stuff to support this wrong. It's like, just, you know what? I'm straight. You must be tired. Here, here's <laughs> the thing about ignorance. In order to be ignorant of something, you have to recognize that it exists in order to be to ignore it. So you have to recognize it exists in order for you to ignore it. Now, like what y'all are saying, people are trying to come up with a means to make their ignorance fact. But it's, That's the problem. But it's like, with that, it basically exposes a person. That's I mean, doing that is really, it would be exhausting, but it, I think it'd be, especially to men, mm -hmm. you basically, it's kind of like the reason, it's uh, kind of like the person who always find a reason not to fight in high school, 
oh man, yeah, man, uh, mama called me. Basically, he was scared. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. It was, exactly. So, <laughs> so it, was exactly. Like, it was always, exactly. like, he always had a reason out the fight, like, bro. But, but the whole thing is, he was trying to protect that he was a coward. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, I see this, but it's like, I mean, some people willfully ignore it, but I believe a lot of them are fearful. They just, they, they, yeah. they too cowardly to speak up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it takes courage to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's sincere ignorance, and sometimes it's just straight up selective ignorance. It means you choosing to be ignorant of the fact. You choose to be ignorant of it because it's uncomfortable to you. That's a fact. When some things are uncomfortable to you, you, you try to find a means to ignore the yeah. impact that it actually has. And that's what you're seeing. You see what I'm saying? Like, we know every, just like, you're going to have to read the book, though. <laughs> no, I want to, okay, so I want to come back. There's a part that you want to actually read. Right. Right. There's another uh, right. thing I want to talk about. I really want to bring David into the next point I want to right. ask about. I want to bring David. So this, this is what um, really, when it comes to the flag and what they're wanting to use and hide behind the flag, check this out. Now, think about black people and their justice mm -hmm. as I read this. This is justice for the flag. Remember, there are, even in the military, am I correct? If you drop the flag on the floor, you have to destroy the flag, right? Yeah, you gotta burn it. There's a big deal about it. Y'all. Okay. You gotta burn it. That's just dropping it on the ground. Wow. All right? So, <laughs> so when, as I read this, imagine black people's justice. This is for laws for the flag. The law stated that marking on the flag for any reason, using it for marketing or advertising, defiling or mutilating it by words or through action was prohibited. Under the model flag desecration law, the term flag was defined to include any flag, standard, ensign, or color or any representation of such made of any substance whatsoever and of any size that evidently purported to be said flag or a picture or likeness thereof upon which shall be shown the colors the stars and the stripes in any number or the person seeing the same without deliberation may believe the same to represent the flag of the u.s however in 1968 it was made illegal by federal law, federal law, to knowingly cast and contempt upon any flag of the United States by publicly mutilating, defacing, defiling, burning, or trampling on it. So you do fed time just by marking on the flag. And that's BS. Um, <laughs> just because I work in retail, you go to any country music concert, you're going to see flags all across these little white girls' butts. It, I mean, it's just, I know because I sell it. I've mm -hmm. sold it in other stores before. So that is crazy. Mm -hmm. But you could shoot an unarmed black woman six times at her home while she's asleep mm -hmm. and nobody's held accountable. But then walls got justice. What color? What? <laughs> The material that makes the wall got more justice the than the wall itself. Wow, man. So that. You know. So, so here's here's the part that gets um, <laughs> I'm gonna pivot just a tiny bit, yeah, and I want I want to pull David into this. <laughs> but we talked talked about it a little bit. It's just like you know what? I'm black, and I'm a believer. 
Mm. You know, and then you've got being black is not a monolith. We are not all the same, but there are certain people who see us all the same. So the struggle on some level is that, but then the the individualism, and then the faith comes in because you got some people, you know, just just not not even saying like what side of this I'm on, just putting it all out there. You know, it's just like, so it's just like, hey, okay, I'm a veteran, but I'm a man first. I, I get that. Just like I'm this, like people, I'm a preacher, but I'm a man first. I'm a woman first. I get all of that, you know. Um, from a spiritual aspect, there's some aspects just like, yes, I am a black woman before anything, but then it's just like, I'm also a believer. And then like that part of me, like my spirit part is lives in this eternal space. And God gave me this container for it to live in. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. Spiritual understanding from that perspective needs to trump and over override the package. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But the package is what is, is the first barrier that mm -hmm. people are gonna come in contact with. And then you got the people are just like, yes, I, I feel your struggle because they're gonna treat us the same way when we walk in this building because we both black. But then if I'm a believer and you're not, then we're gonna have a very may have a very different approach to how we handle it. Mm -hmm. So how do we reconcile being black in this climate and believers? Woo. <laughs> no, no, man. You the first one up on this one. You, you first yeah, one, man. Hey, hey, we're going to hear He's the new guy, right? Hey, hey, hey. Let's hear from Come on with that one, too. Go ahead, bust him a couple. Bust him a question one more time, though. Oh, so much question. That was a lot. That's how it's going to be. How do you reconcile being both in this climate, especially being both black and a believer? Man, so... Again, I, I stated earlier, I like to have a tough conversation. I was trying to, I'm not looking at y'all. Y'all are talking so well today. I'm just chilling, I'm just absorbing it. But I feel like you're at home, you're at the table. Yeah. <laughs> we have to have that conversation, actually. And I, I talked to a couple of friends about it. During this pandemic, a lot of people's faith has been challenged because uh, what they're seeing is a whitewashed religion, a westernized religion that uh, people use as, to oppress us as a people. Yeah. Um, gosh. This is such a tough one to, 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 to get into, but um, I feel like we have to understand and know uh, God for ourselves and, and who he is to us. Um, there's so much scripture that speaks of our people and there's so much so much hidden scripture or hidden uh, even interpretation that speaks to us who, who we are as a people, who how God sees us. Group. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, well, I'm going to pivot to like Audrey did. I'm going to pivot. <laughs> that, that, that is, that's such a, that's such a layer. That's such a layer question. Now you understand. Now you, now you see what I'm saying? That's I, see that. I need time to prepare. That was intentional, dude. I'm going to let you know. You don't want to believe that was intentional, but that was an intentional <laughs> thing. That was I, a little pivot. I, I do want to ask you um, about uh, the scripture you put in here. Um, Joshua 1, 14, 15. Um, that's one I really want to touch on and where that came from. And I, I love how you put that interpretation in there and, and just really speak on that. Okay. Um, that works. Yeah, because, yeah, open it up. Because I'm like, I said, all right, Joshua. I got all the verses. You threw the curveball. You threw the curveball. Yeah, now I got to look it up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before we go, like, like what do you mean about? How do you reconcile? Like, come on now, you know what I'm saying? I'm smart, but I need no content. Thank you. I, 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 think, I think the question, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just hopping in and be hopping in. I think the question, she was like, how do you, how do you establish that balance? Mm -hmm. 
Right. Like in, in reconciling, you know, you're trying to you're trying to put things back together in, in, in balance. Trying yeah. to find an agreement. Right. You know, a yeah. And I think a cohesion. Right. And I think that's where the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, then the other scripture says that if any man lack wisdom, let him what? No, God. God. So, so with that, I would say the balance, the balance is knowing where your knowledge comes from. Yeah. That's a, that is so that's, that's the biblical knowledge. And then since you know where you come from and who you are in this earth suit, I think it's incumbent to also know who you are as a culture and the suit that God put you in. Yes. So Thank I think know. that is where you reconcile being a black man or a black woman and having, you know, and having, you know, the faith. And I would say this too, just to, to expand, not to not to contradict, but just like, and not just knowing because black people, some black people are really good for this, <laughs> but not knowing the Bible just as literature, but know it as like through the relationship you have with right. the spirit, the point. spirit inspiration, because you got people that will study this just like they will the textbook, mm, right. and all, and, and I respect, I respect that study. Right. But then if you only see this as literature and do not get the spirit inspiration mm -hmm. behind the words, then the you're going to you're going to be really combative a lot of times when you start talking about biblical things. Right. Yeah, it's, 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 but at the same time, like on this faith, uh, it's like there's no way possible. Like, it's testing everything, like I said, including right. faith, because and, that's what you're and it's like even like even in, 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 in faith in church, you know what I'm saying? Like we have white people that's in the body, you know what I'm saying? Right. And when they refuse to speak on it, it's like, bro, like, I get you, I'm saying, I get you why to get on black, but now we're the body. So this part of the body needs you, and you're not going to say nothing? Right. And it's like, at, at the same time, like, they have to really come face to face with, okay, do I believe, or, or is my, uh, my past, the way I was brought up, my mindset, is that really been my god right you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's, it's testing and it's like because she 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 oh that boy <laughs> oh I, I see where i see where you're going if i could have caught david's face bro right. it was like it was like bro i'm about to pivot do 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 they were like wait a minute hold on <laughs> but, when she, but when she said reading it as literature versus relationship that I think is key because mm -hmm. yes. am I talking too much on this podcast? <laughs> no, this is what it's for. Okay. This is okay. beautiful. All right. It's beautiful. When she was saying that, you know, we were talking the the other week, and you know, it's oh, just in one, of our, in one of our uh, psychological studies about a symbiotic relationship. That in a symbiotic relationship, one person has a need, another person has a need. So. If I have the, if I have a particular need that she can feel and she got a particular need I can feel, our relationship is really not a relationship. It's symbiotic mm -hmm. because we fill in each other's need until he or she can't feel it. Yeah. But that's even so, if you go back to the body analogy. If you get a cut on your arm, healthy parts of your body are going to rush to cover that right. cut. It's called a scab. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's just like the black race part of the body is being cut repeatedly, where are the healthy parts to come and cover us if we're one body right. in this faith? Because I think we look at God as a symbiotic one rather than a relationship one. I think we you we just going to yeah. him for need rather than to be infused with him. And I mm -hmm. think that's a problem. Because if you're in a relationship, think about it. When you're in any particular type of relationship and your needs are thriving off of each other, what happens when one can't feel the need? You gonna look somewhere else. Go get that. So I think in this particular season or this year, 
we also seeing, like you say, in the body of Christ, is your relationship symbiotic or are you really infused with him? Yeah. And you know because what? You can't go to church now. Right. And that's and that's you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So is it is the need that bad where you got to go to where you won't serve him if you're not in the house? You, uh, you get what I'm saying? But yet you have all day at home to you got all the time in the world now to be with him. <laughs> so where's your need really? You get what I mean? So yeah, that's how I put it. I mean that's I lost what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so many people in that space too are learning that they have formed relationship with uh, a lot of representations of God right. and not God Himself. Yeah, it's like uh, I think I remember uh, it was like uh, and not saying the representations aren't valid, but they still aren't God Himself. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Faith is being tested on both sides. Like like you said, how do we regulate? How do we balance? It it, it is a hard because the same way it's being tested for our Caucasian brothers. Like okay, you see it. You know what I'm saying? So, are you gonna show justice? You know what I'm saying? Are you gonna stand up? Are you not gonna be cowardly? Because mm -hmm. God don't let the cowardly. You're not gonna speak up for what what He says is right. I mean, no. Come on. Then at the same time, for us, okay, you say you believe me. Well, let me see you forgive. Right. Let me see you forgive. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pressure test. Yeah, like it's like. Said. You say, test. you say you believe me. Now let me see you Ooh. forgive. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pressure test. It's pressure test. And that's rough, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, bro, you got to be honest, you know what I'm saying? The only way to heal is, it like, I just put in the song, I had to reveal to get healed. Like, if you feel a way, then reveal that, you know what I'm saying? That's like, don't, don't, don't you have to. If you really want, if you really want help, you have to. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's heavy. Right. What you was? Oh, go now, go ahead. Hey, I'm sorry. I just want to say that they just skated their question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, we coming back. We coming back, back to it. We gave us up to chew all night. You threw it back quick, too late. Back. 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 back, you got it. Back. Yeah, let marinate. All I'm saying is, he. I, I tried to tell him. He think it was just. He think it was just by set. You know what I'm saying by oh yeah. No, that was intentional. That was a drawn up plan. Right. He just, it just came off because. Now she already know. Hit him with the left. Mm -hmm. Well, he was asking me about Joshua 1 and 14 through 15. Um, and that says, your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all of your fighting men ready for battle just cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are here to help them until the Lord gives them rest as he has done for you. And until they have taken possession of the land, the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back to occupy and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. And what I was asking in that book is, is what did you get out of that when you read that? Because what God is saying is, is that you have brothers and sisters that are in a battle. So if they're in a battle and you have, and you, you're already set, you've got your land, you know, you don't have them same battles. Go and fight with your brothers and your sisters so that they may receive their portion. Mm -hmm. So when you, so when we say um, this ain't our fight, you know y'all are wrong or this, this, that. No, we are in a fight. Yeah. We uh, African Americans, black, however you want to say it, um, we black. are right. <laughs> we are in a fight. <laughs> we are in a fight, and we are in a fight for our lives. We are in a fight for equality human rights, civil rights, we are in a fight for financial rights. Mm -hmm. we, are in the, um, we are in the fight 
for just the right to live. Yeah, right. Every, we are in a serious fight. So when you so when you say in certain words you wouldn't defend me, you know, you're saying that you don't care about our lives, you don't care about the problems and the struggles that we have. How because a lot let, let's get this out here because a lot of um, the ba the battle that is coming from are white Christians. Yeah. Ooh. So how do you look at that? How do you read that scripture and not break it down and say, you know what? My brother and sister are in war. Mm -hmm. They're in a battle. They're they're dying. You know, they, they're dying. And but instead what and you do is take out that word peace and put in privilege and you got it. Yes. Yes. And and you and you sit here and you know that we're in a fight, but you deflect. Mm -hmm. And then y'all say Oh, well, so you don't have to address what's going on. You can continue to feel comfortable about where you're at. You deflect and say, oh, well, what about do black lives not matter when y'all killing each other? Do black lives... That, it's, it's a real thing. I like what Viola Davis says. She says, the color of my skin is a protest. Mm -hmm. I like when she said that. Because just like how we were talking about earlier where people can use the flag as a shield to hide their ignorance, what makes you think people are not doing that with the Bible? Oh, absolutely. So no more explaining. How many more conversations needs to be had that you already know the answer to? So you know the answer to it, but it's like what you said. You afraid of doing it. Even the church. I'm going to put it out there with you. Even the, and the church still, is afraid it's still some to deep, do. There's still some deep-seated ideologies in that. It's just like, okay, even with the scriptures, like you got white people, they're still, they're still, and I feel like until you get maybe some therapy and some just layer pulling mm -hmm. back, you won't get to it, but there's still a deep ingrained ideology that, well, we have this because we worked so hard to get it. Mm -hmm. And so it's not even really saying that, I can, it's, it's like if you know God did something for you, you quickly be like, yep, God, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. And you really just share what right. God did for exactly. you. But there's a part of you that thinks you did this for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And just like, and because we can't seem to do it, then we must be lesser than if, well, if, um, if we were able to just work hard and pull ourselves up and do all this stuff, all the whole bootstrap conversation. If we, if like, if we were able to do this, why can't you? If it was really God, like, you meet some white people that's been really like, no, God did this. I don't usually have a problem with them because they're like, no, I can't take no credit for the goodness. But a lot of white people, especially in America, and this American arrogance, a lot of white people think that 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 they are so good not that god is so good they still like yes god they thank god and all different stuff but when it comes down to it there's still some belief in there that i did something so right so this doesn't happen to me and if somebody else just did the same thing i did it, they could you know superiority yeah but they don't but because they also believe god they don't have to almost don't have to acknowledge that they think that some of that goodness comes from them innately and like none of us are innately good for all her sin. All means all. And some of it is what it's also what's called when you get an opportunity to look it up, social dominance orientation. Social dominance orientation. Social dominance orientation. 
<laughs> and the thing about social dominance orientation is there's a hierarchy or a group of people who believe that they're dominant over others. And so that can go in so many different areas. That's why, and that's, that's another part of this you know, multi-level beast that we're fighting is social dominance orientation. If, I have, if I'm a hierarchy or a class of people, whether, whether it is by uh, social economic system, whether it's by uh, political affiliation, whether it's by church denomination, we should be able to control, we're, we are the dominant society. So anything lesser than our hierarchy, we should have the right or we should have the permission to do what we want to do with those lesser than. It's called social dominance orientation. That's what it's called. And I think just when it comes to the church, now that's on the white side. But now I'm going to flip the table a little bit. You got some black, you got some black ministries that do this foolishness too. Mm -hmm. So what it tells me is this, is that the church has to reconcile their part in this whole issue too. Church because if the church, if the church body stood up as a collective, I don't care if you're Roman Catholic, I don't care if you're Jewish, I don't care if you're Pentecostal, I don't care if you're Episcopalian, has the body really stood up as a united body to speak to the powers that be and say, what's going on is wrong. I haven't seen it. The body's still too divided. And that is where, like to your point, where it says, let there be no schisms in the body. You get what I'm saying? So the church has to reconcile, the, the body of the church has to reconcile some things too. And their implicit bias in this particular fight that we hit, it just, it's just, it's manifested itself now. So, what are you going to, so at the end of the day, what are you going to do about it? It's the question. The way Jesus did, like you were saying. He flipped over tables, but yet still said, forgive them for you know not what they do. See, he just didn't talk about it. He was about it. He was on the front line for what was right. And it's like, uh, just pivot. That's how I see it. Quick pivot. <laughs> pivoting. Yeah. Look, pivot. I'm not pivoting in the day of the But no, okay. Being that, being I'm trying to let people know where I'm coming from. Okay, this is this is part of the podcast where everybody get a little chance to uh, do a little experiment, whatever. But uh, we're going to call this, uh, uh, can you answer this? Okay, I'm, I got a question, and you got and you got one. Well, who got who got a time clock? Who got a time? Hey, y'all, I need you. I need you on this too. Okay, so basically, we're gonna put the time in. Uh, being that we talking, being that we on the whole faith vibe, it's gonna be a question about faith. Okay, now, okay. That is one of my concerns. I'm on a game show. That is like that is one of my big concerns. Like, I know that a lot of people in the African American community is leaving the faith, and it's like. I hate it, but I understand it because, you know right. what I'm saying, I understand it, and it's like, uh, so it's like, okay, this is the question. You got one minute. Uh, how can an all-powerful, all-sovereign God allow this? Like, if you're so sovereign, why place me in America? You know what I'm saying? So, so this is the question. Uh, how can an sovereign God allow this? And you have one minute. To answer this, cause it, uh, you got a, you got a time clock, cause it it came from like how can a sovereign God answer? How can a sovereign God allow this? Like uh, allow us, one oh, people, okay. to be in this like if you already know like why even America? That's like that's like one of my prayers. I tell people all the time like okay, why America, Lord? Like you knew, 
like it's a reason behind this, but it's like, how do you explain to someone who's not read up, who's not in the faith? You know what I'm saying? All they got is bro, my auntie believe in God, and that's their basic belief in God. But now this happened, they ain't got no roots, mm. and it's like you can see by the by the flood, like uh, African Americans leaving the faith. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Between the white Jesus argument and this, you know what I'm saying? It's like mm -hmm. all all like we we hurt. It's like, so how do you talk? So one minute, all right. Let me know when you uh, when you uh, click. Amen. All right, one one two three. You first. <laughs> yeah, I got me first. Here you go. Well, I would say for a brother who, for anyone who is struggling with that balance, I think we need to understand that God gave us all dominion over the, you know, gave man dominion over the earth. As far as us being in the United States, I mean, that's just natural by, by just natural birth. But I would say that, like the Bible says, wisdom is a principal thing. I would say I would have to educate myself on what the word of God actually says for myself. Because just like you have people who represent misrepresent the gospel, you also got people who do right. So I think also you need to you need to take a look at and actually find ministries that are doing the right thing. It's almost like going for a, uh, it's almost like going to a car dealership. You're just not gonna go to one car dealership. You might go to multiple ones to find out which one fits the dynamic of, of what you can afford. I would say probably do the same thing with the, with the church. Actually, take a look and self-examine where you are, and you might have to make a decision. All right, there we go. He, yeah. he, he laid balls down. All right, let me get it. It's your turn, dude. Dude. All right. You know what the question is? Yes. All right. Again. <laughs> All right, so basically, talking to, you know what I'm saying? We talking to Cat in the Hood. He like, bro, I'm tired of George Floyd. That happened. How can you, he asked you, how can a sovereign God allow this? Like, how is he so sovereign? Why even put me in America? Ready? Bill. So I think you kind of answered it in your question. You said a sovereign God. Um, God does what he does. Only he really knows the reasoning behind that. Um, I often look at the Jews and the Holocaust and, and that whole incident and just the, the time of slavery even for the children of Israel in Egypt. Uh, God has a plan, obviously. Uh, but you know, we don't know what that is. But all we can do is trust God and, and we talked about this before the show and, and the, the deity of Jesus Christ and the power behind the Bible that's used to manipulate and control people. I feel like that's the hardest thing for me to deal with right now. Um, mm. That's the toughest thing to do it. But while we're here in America, what we're doing here, only God knows that he's sovereign. So you can kind of answer that with your question. You know, I'm, okay. I'm going to throw a shot like how y'all throw shots? <laughs> it, it, it don't be y'all, but I <laughs> bet. So I finished that before. You at, when man, at, he's good. <laughs> you gonna answer this? No, 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 no. Hey, Charles, come on. Hey, come on, Charles. Oh, you, you on the podcast okay. today? Okay, okay. Got, I don't know what we got, got from Charles. Got a okay. camera, man. Okay. All right, Charles, you got you got one minute. Uh, you want me to repeat the question? Please repeat the question. All right, so the question is, okay, so you're talking to a young unbeliever, male, female, and they just tired of it, and they ask you how can an all-knowing, sovereign God allow this? And you have one minute to give your two cents. Okay. Give your two cents. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah, we on. So how can God allow this? My, my response to that would be the same question back at them, right? Um, the same way the same sovereign God can allow an African um, 
nanny working in, 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 in the Arab community in the Middle East to be dropped off a balcony by, by, the, by, the, by the people that she's working for, Ooh. right? The same, God is sovereign. I, I may not understand it, like you said. I may not understand it, but there's a lot of things that I do know that are going on around where they may not necessarily be as worse as what's going on where I'm at, right? And I'm not sure y'all saw that. I'm just putting it out there as a nugget. I saw that live on, on camera, and I was bewildered. Wow. Like what? I can't even complain. Wow. Okay. Right. Wow. Okay. That was. Woo. Okay. Wow. All right. That was it. That was it. I'm doing. All right. So, bam. Do 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 do. You gonna say the author for last? <laughs> you want me to? You want me to? You want me to repeat the question? A little quick pivot. Yeah. Repeat the question. <laughs> How can, a, <laughs> how can a sober, okay, so see, see, so you know the question, you good? <laughs> I need it, give it to me. How can a sober God, all-knowing sober God, allow this? Okay. Speak to a young African-American. So. Uh, you ready? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, to yeah. David's point, I'm taking somebody a second. Um, if you, because he is sovereign, you, you have to defer to that. Like, um, you come to God first, believe that he is. And he is what he says he is. So, and and, and Solomon says that God does as he pleases. Um, not saying that he has pleasure in the destruction or you know the defamation or dehumanization of anybody. He loves us all. But I'm I'm inclined. If I had to give advice out of my personal experiences, you got to see God for purpose. Just like you know what I don't understand the world is burning around me. I'm here, God. What do you want me to do? Because this same sovereign God also allowed his own son to be horrifically crucified to save us he allowed that for purpose for a purpose to save me so if he's allowing this lord at least give me some insight into my purpose in this time because it's not for nothing you're too wise and too deliberate and intentional for that so instead of me trying to figure out the world tell me my purpose in this world that you allowed me to be in in this time in yeah. body. She got it. Mm -hmm. I get it. She got 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 it. You would have started. You would have started this whole thing. And you the host of this whole podcast. That was good. You want me to repeat the question? Good thing. Get heavy and heavy. Every time you ready? I'm ready. All right. Yeah, we on. My answer, my answer would be another question. Why does God have to take the responsibility of the person doing wrong? Wow, free will. Come on, I'm sorry. So at the end of the day, we're asking God, you know, why are you allowing this to happen? But he has given us free will here on this earth. He doesn't have to take responsibility for the wrong that we may do. Come on. If there is, if there is an adulterous affair going on, how is God a part of that? That that um, those people took a part of that of their own free will. If somebody goes in and steal, they and they will um, they take a part of that because of their own free will, their own choice. God does not have to accept responsibility because of who He is. He does not have to accept responsibility for your wrongdoing. So at the end of the day. He does not have to take on the responsibility of the wrong of man. And no, see, no, see, no, see, really. He said, no, see. <laughs> no, you got to close it. <laughs> that's not really the same. That was just. Uh, that's not. That 
was a question, really. I just wanted to know. Yeah, but not, but not, okay, I go, I go real quick. No, but no, but no, that real good. quick. That was good. That was good. That little, that little segment yeah. came. That little segment came from an actual question that I actually have for God. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It was like, it was like, and I think about it in a funny way. But it's like, like when I get to heaven, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody in the party room. Jesus over there in the corner. And it's like, and it's like, and it's like, and it's like, I just walk over there and it's like, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, America, Lord? Like, like really? Like, America? It's like, but it's like, I really ask that, like, why America? Like, if you do this, but that's when I go, I, go ahead, start. I go, I do it real quick. One minute. Tell me when it started. Yep. Bam. All right, so, they don't preach, so, that's when I go back to, like, it's, it's a plan. Like, I go back. Like, when me and God, I look back. Like, the same the same black people, even though still oppressed, are the same people who stepped off slave ships and and are now in mansions. So, from mm-hmm. slave ships to mansions, that's, like, right. if, if you that's can't so see God in that, like, what kind of people steps off a slave ship, leaves everything behind, and now still oppressed at the top of society? Mm. How can, like... God is the only way to explain from a slave ship to a palace. That's what's up. And it's like, I get it. I'm in this with you, but explain how we got from the bottom below the dirt. Because the ground itself, they put over more value than us. How do we get from below value as property to at the top of society where you cannot deny us? Mm. If you can't see God in that, then it's like, damn. But then... That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, see, hey, hey, he, hey, he closed it. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice, though. I mean, we done, we done covered it. I did have a question for Austin. Ooh. <laughs> it's not a hard one, I don't think. <laughs> you know, so everybody get quiet while I uh, ask a question. <laughs> Damn, really feel some kind of way you left, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you gonna shoot a text later, like, yeah, do that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> No, because like from author to author, this is a question. Because sometimes when you're writing a book, um, whether you do it on purpose or not, there is an intended audience, you know. But you can't really control what hands your book falls into. And even when a lot of things came out, for example, when um, the the, the um, docu series, uh, mini series, when they see us, when that came out, you know, and all these black people watching it, I remember making a statement. I was just like. We get it. It's hard to watch. I think it's on some level, I'm like, I, I get it if black people don't watch it. I said, I really need white people to watch this. You know, and it sounds like a lot of the content in your book is just like, we don't need more. We really don't need no more explaining. We need white people to get this. However, because of the package you come in as a black woman, the reality may be, I don't want to assume, I don't want to put this onto your work, you know, but sometimes you're going to, like, you're going to get, you're going to get, like, cultural, then it's different rings of how a book or whatever piece of work gets exposed. And so it may hit black people first, you know, and they'll, so I guess my question is, what do you want black people to take away from this work? And then what do you want non-black people? Mm-hmm. Specifically white people, but I'm one of people like, call me black, don't rope me in with the POC people of color, I am, mm-hmm. but I'm also black and the black experience is not the Hispanic experience. Mm-hmm. It's not the Indian American experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking any of those, but I just can't speak for those. Exactly. But I'm black. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so what would you hope that a, a black person would get from your book, a person of co- a non-black person of color, or specifically a white person? Because 
the, the lens on the receiving end is so different. Mm -hmm. But like I get as a black woman, black woman, also I get where you're where, like where you're pouring from. Mm -hmm. But from the receiving end, what would be your hope? Like you can't you can't predict how mm -hmm. how a, how a work will resonate. And like once you release it, it doesn't belong to you anymore. It's like we're the vessel of God did it to us. It passes through, mm -hmm. and we have no control. Like a baby, I can nurture it, but you're gonna grow up be your own person. <laughs> so what is your? That's like a parent. Like what is your hope when it falls into certain hands? Well, when African-Americans, black people, when they read this, I want them to be like, yes. Thank you. Somebody said it. Yes. Once again. Somebody said it. No more swear. <laughs> <laughs> Get mine out the way now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like yes. you're playing, so like you're playing Spanish, you flip the book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's some dominant right there. I mean, um. I do, I do want to. Uh, Come on. Oh, he's pivoting back now. No, it's it's, it's just a, a more hold, hold pin because you're not finished. It's, 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 more, it's more of a comment. It's more of a comment. Come on. Um, I just, I really appreciate uh, God giving you the, the insights to even write this. I, I feel like as a culture of people, our best work comes from a lot of oppression and and, and even emotions like anger. Mm -hmm. uh, they gave us classic albums to listen to. Mm -hmm. Classic books to read, so I really, I really appreciate this. Um, this it's real, it's raw. Y'all gotta get this book. Trust me, it is amazing, and it speaks, it speaks to us. Like it speaks to your soul. Like, do. Uh, like I feel like I felt that. I was just like, uh. And it's like you're a true, you're a true artist, because like more and more, even, even, even though Audrey is a writer, it's like, uh, even though. I, no, I'm just saying, as far as the art form, right. it's like I'm starting to notice the what it takes to be because this is a reflection of art like true art that yeah. reflects the time yes and and I'm, I'm beginning to notice like the art form and everything it's like even it takes a certain art form like anybody can write but mm -hmm. to be a good writer is so powerful because you can they can make you feel mm -hmm. as you read it's like yeah. I'm, and and that's how i felt with her exactly. and the same with audrey so it's like it's good art as a from artist mm -hmm. to artist it's like yeah, that's that takes yeah. talent, that takes skill, and that takes vulnerability. Yes. Because good art comes from being seen, yes. but if you're an artist, you know that's the scariest thing is to be fully seen. Like that's mm -hmm. to pull yourself on something mm -hmm. is scary. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this this is this is this is good art. I mean you have like all the way to comedy, like when uh Dave Chappelle did that little quick special. Mm -hmm. That was comedy, but it wasn't comedy and, and like you see like it was so crafted, like yeah, a, it yeah, was. It, yeah. it was like wow. Mm -hmm. So it's like art. Even comedy is reflecting the times, mm -hmm. and right. it's like, yeah, it's just salute. That's why I saw. Mm -hmm. I actually uh, advised a white person. They were like, well, "What can I do?" I said, "Here's one thing." I said, uh, "White people, first of all, don't get tired because you have the option to check out of this. We don't." Right. I said, "We know it's exhausting, mm -hmm. but we don't have a choice. We've got a deal." I said, "So don't get too tired. Take breaks, but don't don't check out." I said, but if you want some insight, go back and watch Black Stand Up because it's all there. Go back mm -hmm. and watch Old Dave Chappelle, New Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor yeah. Red Fox. Go get all that old stuff. Get Cat Williams. Get that stuff. They talk about experiences with drugs, with policing, with just shopping, and like it's it's there. Mm -hmm. It's there. I said, if you want a lighthearted, like you want a little sugar with the medicine, yeah, watch yeah. comedy because mm -hmm. it, cause it's because it's 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 born of black pain. You can't send him Paul Mooney, though. Oh, no, get some Paul Mooney, too. Yeah, you gotta get, gotta get Paul Mooney. It's a big record while we get in. Maya Angelou. Paul Mooney. Yeah, but for people, it's like, this is so heavy. It is, which is why 
black people will but will, will laugh with our whole being because yeah. you need medicine that's on par with the pain. Mm -hmm. So we will laugh, oh, we will slap hips and run <laughs> around the block and pray we don't get shot while we run. But we gonna, you know what I'm saying? We right. and we need, but I mean, like, but, that's, but that's it. But that was right. nothing. What really you want? What you want the white people to get from this? <laughs> I gotta say thank y'all. I, I appreciate that. That's what I. That's what I yes. want. You know, from our black kind of, my, you know, our black culture is to get that and feel that. Like this is what we've been feeling, and we tired of explaining. This is this is this is a drop in a bucket. Yeah. You know, compared to all the great literature that's out there, mm -hmm. this is a drop in the bucket. But for the white counterparts, what and this is who it's written for. That, that's the reason I asked mm -hmm. because. It's like when you write it for, for white people, it's something like this, it's almost like, I wrote it for y'all, but will y'all even read it? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's my hope. Because and, they and need it more like, they need it more than me. Because what I want them to do is I want them to read this and come to the table. Let's, let's now, we let's read it and talk about it. But my book is, and I put it in the, um, to the dedication, it's for white people, who want to have a conversation, and it's for those who don't want to have a conversation. It's there for you. I don't. I don't have to continue. I'm not going to continue to explain to you about our experience, about the black experience. There's no way I'm going to continue to explain. We have explained the mess out of it, and we're not doing it yeah. no more. It's tired. You, just like when you're disciplining your child. You get tired of telling that child to do the same thing time at the time at the time at the time at the time. You seven eight times in, and you talking about and and, and you tired of talking to him. You know what I'm saying? So what now? You 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 administer discipline at this point, and that's what you you know what I'm saying. So at the end of the day, if you want if you don't want to go to the table, you can read it. You ain't got to whatever you want to do. But this is for y'all. So whenever you want to know a little bit of information, just read it and come to the table. That's all. Yeah. I mean, as far as like, first, I, thank y'all for coming. Like, yes, honestly, like, so yeah, it was so powerful. Like, I can't wait to just chop this. I got so many little nuggets, but I appreciate y'all. And it's like, honestly, like, I hope, I hope, I hope white people do, you know what I'm saying? White people need stuff like this. I ain't even being funny, like, yeah. listen, this is the worst time in history to forget where you at. Like, bruh, do not forget where you at and talk crazy like, okay, like, like, uh, like, the incident with Audrey. I mean, Audrey had a professional, she had a job. And at the same time, he said it to a woman. Now, what do you, now, me working, take like, what right. he, he said that to me? Right. He no, said it to the woman by himself, but would he have said that to me? You know what I'm saying? You, you also seeing cowards, too. Right. Yeah. Black and white. Uh-huh. So you you seen cowards? They 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 quick to run up on a woman, but they right, right. We all know this man code. That's a right. man recognize what yeah. man he can run up on mm -hmm. and what mm -hmm. and what he can. Mm -hmm. And you ain't even gotta have dialogue with it. You already know from his very present. Yeah, that that's. Mm -mm. Gotta, <laughs> not not that one. Okay. Yeah, I, I can try this. One. That one, not even gonna do it. And so with that. But now we're seeing this. That's what a whole phrase yeah, the wrong one. I'm not going to drag it out, but now you're seeing it with yeah. our women. So when she wrote that, and hang on, I said, hey, however you put it out there, I got you. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, another book, one, get her book first. No more explaining. Yeah, that's right. And baby. then do a follow-up. <laughs> I want you to do a follow-up with a book called by Angela Davis called Women, 
Race and Class. Ooh, that's a heavy book. Women, Race and Class by Angela Davis. So if you really want to know the true plight of the black woman, historically, and everything that goes on with her, grab that book, and you let me know if you still feel the same, like how you probably feeling now. Because one thing that Angela Davis did say, and, and I'm done yapping, is until the color of your skin is an issue, you'll never understand. Yeah, that I couldn't even finish the book. It's so heavy, and it made me so angry. I couldn't even finish the book. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna need to take a step back and re-engage. No more explaining first. Yeah. Then, okay. I, I do wanna say no one more thing explaining. before you, before no you more explaining stick to about what you just said, because this is probably one of the heaviest episodes that we've done. Um, and also, to what you just said though, um, what advice do you give people? Because we are in taking a lot, and it's heavy, and it, for like, shout out to everybody who's very empathic, um, and you can yeah. feel a lot of this stuff, so like, especially when the protests were happening today, the protests in Savannah, the big one that we did, I just sit right here and just cry, like, because you feel, you gotta get it out. Mm -hmm. So what, uh, I guess if we could go around and just kinda share a coping mechanism you do to help stay balanced and not kinda crash under the weight you know, like with it, like just like I'm not doing social media today, or I'm not going to read this book today, or I'm going like, what is it? Just one thing that we could just kind of just start to like, come around. Like, what is one thing you do to kind of help to to, to balance the weight? Because we can't not carry, oh, okay. we can't be uninformed, mm -hmm. but then also it's just like we can't just eat this all day every day mm -hmm. without okay. some okay. lightheartedness, you know. Okay. So, what do you guys personally do? I, I think I had to rely on my, you know, the training that I'm getting as a psychology student self-care there's an acronym that that I use it's called rest read eat sleep and think and I think you need to be mindful of what you're reading you need to exercise the body you need to get proper rest and you need to think about you know everything that's going on in a palatable way to where you're not overwhelmed with with fear porn and anxiety porn and some of that might have to you might have to end up just stepping away from the internet for about 30 days. Yeah. Stepping away from the TikTok, the Instagram, the Facebook, and actually changing your your daily routine, your your, your process, so you can get your so you can galvanize yourself. So instead of going to a TikTok app, how about you go to let's say a calm meditation app where you just like hearing like running water or the sound of the ocean. Why are you finding a good book that'll take you away from it? It does not mean you being ignorant of what's going on, but self-care is what's going to keep you having that mental balance. That's what I would say, self-care. What do you, what do you, what, let me tell one thing you, you specifically do. Um, I watch funny movies, comedy. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, comedy or I play some games on my, on my phone. And I'm, that helps me withdraw because I just need to find a place that I can be me. I'm a creative person. So my mind is already all over the place. <laughs> but I just do something where I can just focus on just one thing. Mm. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be like, as far as a good question, because like this year I had my first anxiety attack within these couple months. My very first anxiety attack. That's when I, uh, I was like, yo. And I didn't even know I had anxiety attack. I thought that I was exhausted. You know how you have burnout? Cause I, I was like, I think I'm burnt out, so I'm the book. In all reality, I had anxiety attack. So it's like, this is what I do. I got like, I, I, I uh, picked up like the, the first hour rule, first hour of the day, don't even pick up my phone. And it's like, social media, I don't scroll. Like, 
Whenever you see me on social media, it's like I got it planned. It's like, okay, whenever you see me on social media, I post what I post and then I like and share a couple to make it look like I'm on there. And then I, 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 I log out. Mm-hmm. I never stay and I have to run. It's like literally, it's like I got to the point now, like ever since I had that anxiety attack, if I don't run in the morning mm-hmm. and like, uh, it throws my whole, like I can't, I can't even like, right. it, it's so much. Cause like, I'm a deep thinker, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's my goodness and my weakness. So mm-hmm. I have to not pick up the phone at all. Like first hour of the day, like you know how we get up, first hour of the day, using the bathroom, you might scroll or something like that, whatever. I don't even touch it until like the first 30 minutes to an hour of the day. So that, that's what I would do and run. I do like comedy too. Yeah, uh, that's one of my I like comedy too. big things. Is I watch specifically about things that I've seen before, so there's no surprises. Mm-hmm. So I'll watch uh, Living Single, Golden Girls, uh, like I'm really lighthearted. They might mm-hmm. have issues, but if I need that decompression space, I'm very particular because I got um, somebody always introducing new shows. I'm like, what is it about? Like you're not, because I know I, um, I develop anxiety uh, like after my daughter and everything like that. I'm like, it's spoiler alerts are hard for me. Like you're not gonna spoil it for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm a writer, so I like the process of building. Mm-hmm. So I would rather know. So I'm like, what is it about? I'll read the synopsis. It's just you're not gonna mess up these. But I'll watch things I've already seen. Mm-hmm. I will candy crush myself. <laughs> that um, I started doing uh, meditation breathing. Just sit on the floor. Um, just. Uh, get like a guided breathing exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I do recognize that I need to do um, more physical things and physically move my body more. I recognize that, like even just this week out, because also too, with because people say, well, just log on social media for 30 days. Let's be honest, a lot of people, because of the pandemic and what that has done to the economy, especially for black people, and we're so creative, a lot of us are in the entrepreneurial space when we depend on, on the internet, That's social true. media. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I like, agree. you know what? I'm at a place where I, I can't, for the sake of my business right. and my clients, That's I can't point. not be on social media. So I have to be deliberate about I'm going to be more of a, um, a contributor than a consumer. And I have to make sure that I'm contributing more point. than I'm consuming. Like, be on there as a creative, not and more than you are as a consumer. So I have mm-hmm. to check that to make sure. That I, like, if you scroll on these, did you post anything? Did you engage a client? Did you do anything? Because I, right now, like, it's where I am as an entrepreneur. I can't take 30 days out. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. And a lot, just to, to, to say that, just a lot of people are in that new entrepreneurial space, and the world point. has been thrust into a virtual space. Mm-hmm. Some people point. just can't afford to not be on social media. That's a good point. So then it's just like, make sure that you are creating on social media more than you're consuming. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I know I just need to get more. Because mm-hmm. in my business as a writer, mm-hmm. um, and I'm a heavy thinker, it's so much mental, I could feel it last week. I just kind of crashed. Mm-hmm. Um, last Saturday, I didn't, you know how you, you don't know how tired you were so you woke up? Like, mm-hmm. wow, I slept the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize, I didn't credit how much mental energy between work and mm-hmm. writing and checking emails and checking this. and it was so much mental energy going out and my physicality hasn't been matching it. So I know that that would kind of help. Right. But comedy. Yeah, you got YouTube, right? right. So what yeah. you do before you go to bed? Oh, I got the little black screen. I do that. Ones. I do the black screen. of the ocean. Yeah. I do that. Every you go like that black, you can just search. I do a different one every night. But I do it every night. Yeah. And the calm app the calm is app. nice. Bruh, 85 but. South Show. Listen, I was watching that episode yesterday. Black people, black people don't die. That's my favorite one. Black people don't die. We pass. Listen, white people die. I always admired the '85 South show. I think within the last literally two weeks, I'm like an official fan. And I've seen like Carlos Miller just stand up, and I just love it. But I'm like, like within the last two weeks, just move me over to the fan category. I love it. 
Bro, you heard about Carlos? Man, Carlos, man, Carlos passed. <laughs> For real, when this funeral? Man, January. <laughs> what about right, King David? David? Oh, man. So, um, Dr. Caroline Lee. Ooh, but I love that lady, boy. Why don't I know who she is? But that lady saved, almost saved my life. Yeah, seriously. For real. I, I listen, I, I podcast her. Um, I podcast her before bed, or I listen to you know, some, some gospel music before bed. I used to listen to T.D. Jakes before bed, but he started all that yelling. So it was my morning guy, like I'd be getting ready for work and I was to um, like some motivational speech by Joel. But um mainly for me it's my family, man. Like just oh, yeah. spending time out just kind of block out the world and just deal with this just spend time with my wife and kids and that's what's up. Not to just steal your whole thing, but I to speak for someone who lives alone, I think I'm the only person in this group that lives alone. You really have to be intentional uh, intentional about what you do to balance your cause like I can't escape to the kids or to the husband. Yeah. Or like it's just right. it's just me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just like if I want to feel connected to somebody or just to see what's going on in the world, social media is right there. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I just to reach out just for people who live alone you got i feel like i have to be a little bit more intentional um about balancing the intake of like life of everything because there's no one there, there to check or balance or to at least be like you know what i was almost upset but then somebody said mama, mama you know what i'm saying and then they pull you out of that moment when you live alone you just gonna rabbit your hole <laughs> so you gotta be um just to anybody that, that lives alone, um, that's dope, that's that you, you do have to be to be yeah. mindful, a lot, a lot more mindfulness. I ain't never yeah. thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Running is, running is. I remember like, so I, I was like, when the pandemic, when the whole world shut down, yeah. I was like, check on your friends yes. that live alone because Dr. it's a different Caroline. experience happening. Yeah. Check out Dr. Caroline Lee, who we talking about, because like, she, 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 she uh, talks about anxiety a lot. She studies what we call mental health, and yeah. she basically yeah. makes it yeah. tangible. Like she, relates, you know what I'm saying? She mm-hmm. takes the scripture and she says, okay, this is what it looks like scientifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the scripture is true, but this is what the scripture is talking about oh, literally in your brain. Mm-hmm. So it's like helping you with, but I mean, other than uh, the mental health joints, y'all got any, Charles, you got anything to say? You good to go? Well, other than that, man, uh, can I smile <laughs> real quick? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, my mom did. Hold on, go ahead. Go, go, go show them. They got, they got the tag team shirts. They got a tag team shirt. Listen, no more, no more explaining. Explain. Go get that uh, Amazon Kindle. Mm-hmm. Or you can come to me. You can order the book off of Amazon. Or you can email me or DM me, PM me. I'm on social media on all um, my handles. is Arthur Keisha Lapsley. Twitter, IG, um, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, author IG, you can contact me anyway, uh, either way, and I will mail you out your book. Um, Lavish Visions created our T-shirts. Okay, Lavish, uh, Lavish Visions. You, you uh, can Lavish. order. You can order these T-shirts, and soon you'll be able to order some mugs. Okay. So we got mugs coming, and uh, you know what I'm saying. I'm oh. not gonna be petty and actually off camera while the camera is rolling. Uh, so I, I get twenty percent of sales and twenty. <laughs> 15? Stop lying. Um, at the end of the day, 
I appreciate y'all having me on here. Uh, <laughs> I just want to tell you, man. You know, other than that, other than that, man, look, man, we know Livers Podcast, man. Right. Willie G, Miss Audrey, and your boy David. And we out, man.